Okay. Well, the Yantif continues. Yotav Kislev is a two-day celebration, so good Yantif. And now we are learning the first part of the introduction, the Alter Rebbe sent as a letter when the Tanya was in the process of being printed. The Hasidim knew about it, of course. And the Hasidim were uncomfortable because they felt, are we now being given a book instead of a Rebbe? If we have a problem, we'll be directed to a book. We, we want the personal relationship. So we'll see how the Rebbe replies to this issue. So today we have the first two paragraphs of this four-paragraph letter sent by the Rebbe to the Hasidim in response to their fears. So the first paragraph is greetings, is blessings to all of the Hasidic community. And then the second paragraph, the Rebbe is explaining, as it's known, that people are so different. And that's why it's so different, the experience of hearing words of Musr. Musr here meaning words that are being said to change you, to refine you, to bring you closer to God. So if someone's saying these words to you, it's a completely different experience than if you read it in a book because people are so different. So when you read something in a book, everyone is reading according to his understanding. And if you're a bit confused and you've been walking in the darkness, then it's hard to see the sweetness and the goodness of godliness. If you've jaded your taste buds and gotten used to a diet of corn chips, it's hard to experience the pleasure in a good piece of fish. It's like, what? This is bland. This is tasteless. This is this is good. And this is this expensive? Why? Give me some more corn chips. So if you're walking in darkness and you're just reading about godliness, it, it doesn't it doesn't resonate in you at all. It doesn't relate to you. Even though it's so, so, so good godliness. But you're not in a space to get it. And since you're just reading in a book, you need to do a lot more work. If someone's talking to you, they're looking you in the eye, they're piercing into your soul, their words are very active players. You're reading the book, you also have to be an active player. And if you're walking in the darkness, you're not such an active player at this point. And especially as we're saying that people are so different and therefore, how can a limited book reach all of us? Why am I saying limited? Because a human being with his own limited, though great mind, is writing a book to reach other human beings. And every one of us is so different. So how can one book reach all of us? And we know that obviously this one gets inspired by this, and this one gets inspired by that. Sometimes you learn something that's amazing, and you share it with someone else, and they say, oh, that's nice. That's nice. It's amazing. Yeah, it's nice. Because we're all constructed so differently. There's a blessing we say. If we were ever being a gathering of 600,000 Jews, as God willing will happen imminently with the revelation of the Messiah, we make a blessing. And we're blessing God as the wise one of the secret. What's the secret? Every Jew. Every Jew is a secret. Because every Jew is completely unique identity. No two are the same. And we know that it says that when Joshua was praised as a leader, what was his praise? That he could relate to everyone. Because it's that challenging. It's that difficult. 
And even if we would say about not just a book written by man, but even books that are more godly than that, and they have God's wisdom incorporated in them, still, how do they reach everyone? And even that one book in which every Jew is found, namely the Torah, because it says every Jew has his portion in the Torah, every Jew is inscribed in the Torah, so truly the Torah contains all of us. But what if I don't stumble across my part? I could be reading the Torah and thinking, oh, this doesn't relate to me. Well, it does, but not this part, not the part that I'm learning. And we see that even in the legal area, which is dealing with matters that are very, very concrete, is this pot kosher or not? Or is this chicken kosher or not? Or who does this belong to, Ruvain or Shimon? And still our sages disagreed. How could they disagree? Isn't it like very obvious? The law, it's concrete. How could there be disagreement? What's subtle here? Well, the subtle aspect is their soul. Because based on our soul's orientation, that's how we perceive things in life. Some souls come from the realm of kindness, classical example, Hillel and Aaron. Some come from the realm of judgment, like Shammai, like Moses. And depending on your soul's orientation, that is literally how you will see the world. And therefore, even in the realm that should be concrete and agreed upon by all, we disagree. How much more so when we're talking about things that are esoteric, that are non-tangible, emotions, godly realities. How in the world can we all be on the same page that one page of a book will reach all of us? Impossible. And that's how this section ends. We'll go on tomorrow to say, but notwithstanding the impossibility, the time is just precisely that.